0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: Sports Radio.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, through the rest of the hour, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, By the way, uh, Derek Carr is on his way. Or he, maybe he's already there, but he's on his way to the Combine in Indianapolis to talk with teams. How about that? Making it be known he's looking for work.
2: Yeah, it's it's very common, actually. A lot of people um, should be surprised when you run into guys who are either a free agent or a bow rated hit free agency. Who happened to wind up and bump into people in Indianapolis. You know, it's just it's just so weird how that works out. But yeah. uh, that's been going on for a long time. And and I remember like as a player when you're coming out of college and into the draft, you're so unaware of really like how big of a deal the combine is for everyone else but you. You it's it's actually about like all the other business of the NFL but you. You know, whether it's trades potentially uh, for, you know, before free agency or the start of the new league year or during the draft for free agents, a lot of times their agents are there negotiating with teams already kind of what those deals are going to look like. Um, you know, you look at everything around the NFL and just the entire industry. There's chiropractic conventions. There's athletic trainer conventions. There's strength and performance trainers who are all there with their athletes, but also, you know, there for other you know pieces of equipment and so forth. It is completely packed with every single industry that touches the NFL. It is. It's crazy. It really is crazy. And until you're able to go and and not kind of have those blinders on as an athlete, you're you're fully not aware of it. They
3: have. They have a restaurant there that serves the best Long Island iced teas <laughs> and the largest uh, variety of them. They have an entire um, chalkboard, a wall of uh, a chalkboard. What's it called? I Just forget for the, the name of the place, man. Right, but they they have TGI the,
1: Fridays. It
3: wasn't TGI Fridays, yeah. though. It, it was downtown, and there they had... Every every type of they had cherry coke Long Island's. They had <laughs> blue blaze Long Island's. They had kiss your ass goodbye Long Island's. They had taxi cab home ride Long Island's. They they had more Long Island variety. I, I wasn't having Kilroys. Kilroy. Kilroys. Kilroys. Yeah. What up, Kilroys? Kilroys. That's <laughs> what it. Up, Roy? And they have this bread that they serve there. It's like uh, I don't know. It's like it's High like their thing. Well, it's the, it's their thing. Like, it's this bread that they serve that's like legendary bread, and you got to eat it there, and it's hot. And I think it has cheese in it. It's like mozzarella uh, cheese bread or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you know what I was thinking? The first thing I thought about when I heard Derek Carr was, um, is he going to hang out with Carson Wentz? I wonder if Carson Wentz still has a piece of property there. Cause they'd probably be there kind of looking for a gig together Right? <laughs> well, under but, under different kind of certain but different their, circumstances. Derek Carr's on team two, Carson Wentz is on team four. Yikes. So it feels like uh, we're, yeah. we're in a different spot. But I'm just saying, but maybe Carson Wentz can help him navigate what it feels like to be, you know, in the situation that he's in right now. And, and he doesn't have to pay you know, for a hotel room. By did. the way, the, the report report uh, is that from Ian Rappaport
1: of the NFL Network is that the Panthers, Saints, and Jets are set to meet with Derek Carr. I
2: thought he, I thought he already met with the Saints and the Jets. Why he, he definitely be- met with the Saints? Yeah, uh, and, they, and and Jets for yeah, that is interesting. So
3: so why uh, I mean, is this even? Maybe it's maybe the Jets and the Saints want to see how he compares to the young guys that they're going to be looking at. I mean. It's a possibility. You know, they may want to – maybe they want to try to solidify the deal, and this is just that one last time that they sit down and talk with them.
1: And, you know? and weren't the Panthers – didn't Frank Reich say last week that they weren't ready to talk with Derek Carr? They weren't ready to have that discussion? So I, I see a lot of holes in this report. Yeah. It doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Maybe there's a surprise team that's in the market for Derek Carr. You know, maybe that's, who would that uh, be? Well, uh, maybe, oh, like Washington. Well, no, not not Washington. Maybe Daniel Snyder will be at the combine. But, uh, you know, there's a team in the NFC South who was saying that they really, really, really well, like their Temple quarterback. Bay. Now they they really oh. like their quarterback. Uh, little uh, Desmond Ritter getting a lot of love from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. that They're, they're really high hmm. on their quarterback, but they're not ready to name a starting quarterback yet. You know, but they really like Desmond Ritter. They're just not ready to name a starter as of yet. That was the, uh, according to many, uh, in in the Atlanta area, talking about their situation at quarterback. It just makes me wonder. I mean, you got a lot of talent there. You got Kyle Pitts. You've got Drake London. I mean, they got rid of our guy Calvin Ridley. That's unfortunate. But it feels like there are weapons there in Atlanta to try and do some stuff on offense. Maybe Derek Carr would take a look at Atlanta if that opportunity presented itself just saying that's also another team that's out there because there's
2: think- also a thought though that if there's any team that's going to make a run and a trade for lamar jackson that it's going to be atlanta and so that could be a potential team that's keeping close track of what's happening in baltimore and whether or not they end up utilizing the franchise tag, which there will be a, des- uh, a deadline to designate the franchise tag. What's he tag. trying
3: to say? Atlanta specializes in Lamar Jackson? <laughs> what
2: are you trying to say? No, yeah, Brady, what, are just, what are you getting at? What are you trying to it's not okay. my report, all right? I'm, uh, not, a, I'm oh, not a writer. Oh, oh okay. I, mean, I, mean, I, is, can, I could send you the report if you'd like. This is just outrageous. outrageous thank oh, Thank you. Me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. oh, hey, I was, I'm sorry I was I'm just... the only one who actually reads sports <laughs> oh, columns yeah. these days. You
3: read? Jeez. Oh, okay. I didn't, know, I didn't know we could, I, I just, QBs can't read, you know. We don't, we don't read. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I do audio books. What do you think the, the, the. the <laughs> that's the truth. Oh. You know, I read the book while I listen to it. That's how I expand my, my vocabulary. Uh, true story. Cut. You you read it and listen to it? I, I read it while I listen to it. Does that defeat
1: the purpose though?
3: Why? Why do you, you should need- try it, try it. But why do you need a narrator if you're narrating? You should try it. I'm telling you, but you learn new words that way. Well, That's how I've I've expanded my hmm. vocabulary through the years by listening to audiobooks cuz then you know how to to say the word and like I'll look it up and then I'll look at look, look up the context and how it's used. Like it's it's pretty interesting cuz you you can read a book, but you might you might be reading it differently than what the way it was written. So somebody who, who does the audio book, the people who wrote the book are going to approve the the audio version of the book. So then whatever the context, the proper context of how you should read it and, and the pacing of it, you get it when you listen to it in an audio book. Yeah, there you go. I listen to the Bible, um, James Earl Jones. I, l- I listen to, like, I, I, I would read. I mean, if there was the any
2: voice that sounded like God, it has to be James Earl Jones. Yeah, Yeah, yeah it's pretty dope. I mean.
3: That's so fitting, and they have a little bit of music to it, like you sit there and I fall asleep on playing rides, listening to it that's that's how I read. I don't really read <laughs> I read it, but I don't really read it It's not my voice I'm just I'm looking at the words and I'm hearing Man. the words being said
2: That's almost like having James Earl Jones like narrate your life that'd be pretty sweet yeah I mean, could you imagine that? And As I would always feel like the Lion King <laughs> if that was the case.
3: Brady Quinn gets up from out of bed.
2: Yeah, everything you do is, like, just majestic. And you
3: know. brushes his teeth with it's ease. Like
2: the best teeth brushing ever. And then he flushes the commode. That's right. With That's such a grace flush.
3: and dominance. <laughs> then he put one leg into the tidy white. I mean, no. I'll go this far. And then far. two legs into the tidy white, <laughs> And then three yeah. legs. And... It-
2: <laughs> You know, the worst part about that is, I was going to take a knock at, at Jonas and now I can't. Now I can't.
1: Because I just gave you a great compliment on the air. Yeah,
2: this is really, this is really just.
1: <laughs>
3: That's how you do it. Kill him with What's kindness. wrong with you, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I was trying to go along with it. What hey, now that we got called out on social media, <laughs> now I'm like aware of it now. Like, nah, we really oh, do. Yeah. We do really oh, do on, a lot around here. <laughs> just don't, just
2: don't go back and listen to yesterday's show. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it was bad.
3: Yeah, I got out of line. It was a little bad. Well, sorry, too, by the way. <laughs> Whoever you are that wrote that and said it, sorry trying to find our footing here
1: post NFL season (laughs) what do you want from
3: us (laughs) doing the best we can trying to balance out you know (laughs) Hey,
1: so who's going to get the franchise tag in Dallas? Is it going to be Tony Pollard or is it going to be Dalton Schultz? What's the uh, – Stephen Jones is talking about franchise tags and, and all that stuff uh, in <laughs> Dallas. It's so. transition. Uh, I'm well, just saying, you know, I want to pay off the tease. Formatics here. You know, right. Looking at, looking uh, I, for I think
2: – I don't know how you guys look at it, but I think Pollard is more important to the offense. And <laughs> – the crazy thing is, if thinking about Zeke's cap number, if they keep him on the roster because they don't really have to, uh, him and Pollard combine would have to be the highest number cap number we've ever seen for a running back room, at least in recent history. It just it seems like that those numbers are astronomical for one year, which makes you think they'd be more willing to move on from Zeke, even though it doesn't seem like Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones would want to, but. That would be who I'd use it on and it's it's no disrespect to Dalton Schultz. It's just the reality is um you know, even though the, his tag number's a little lower, I think you try to get a long term deal done with him. If you can't, you can go find another one. This is a good draft class for tight ends too, where they could draft him and replace him.
1: You can't I mean, if you bring back Zeke, you have to bring him back at a lower number, right? There has to be some restructuring, isn't there? Like I can't you'd imagine think,
2: Yeah, you'd think to create some more cap space, but the problem is, you know, then you're giving him cash up front. And so he would have to be probably taking a pay cut, even though which he'd be fine to do on the back end. Yeah, well, not even on the back end; just overall. Over, like he's yeah. probably not going to make as much as he was originally scheduled to make.
3: But he would get more money guaranteed up front, or, uh, correct? Uh, in the in the short term, well, correct? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, there wouldn't be any reason for him to restructure. Like you just ride it out. Like y'all just got to cut me.
1: If it was right. any other team, don't you think they would just? walk away from him at this point it feels like dallas wants to hold on because they want to try and they realize they got fleeced in the
3: negotiations
1: and and there's this loyalty to
3: him but they've given out they've given out how many big contracts over the last three four years how many big contracts Dak. um was demarcus lawrence before zeke or after but is that a real like is that a really, really big contract? At the time, it was. I You get like $90 million or something. I'll say the two biggest contracts that they've done has been Zeke and Dak. Yeah. Now, which one have you gotten a tremendous ROI off of? I don't know that you would say for the money that you spent. Would you say you've, you're justified in what it is that that you spent if you're Dallas? Or are you having buyer's remorse for both of those contracts? And you're going to want to get Micah's deal done pretty you're quickly, you have right? to get his
2: deal done. What's he gonna get paid? You got Micah. You got CD. Nice. You
3: got CD Lamb yeah. coming up.
2: Yeah. I mean, all these guys, you're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, they're in a tough spot. They're trying to keep them all together. Their, but they, they got got lot of cash.
3: Is, so. yeah, their window is is interesting. Which to say is was their window open to begin with would probably be the better debate. Right. You know.
2: I, I also think that's a team though, and this might sound controversial, but. As they look at like the nucleus of players that they are paying, like a CD Lamb, there's no doubt, extend them. Absolutely. Micah Parsons, no doubt, extend them. Absolutely. Um, you could probably go through a, a few other players in the roster and you say, hey, those guys are gonna get extended. A Diggy on the inside's played well. Yeah, yeah. Um you might sit there and say, well, it'd be a lot easier to extend them if we were on a rookie quarterback contract. Mm. And that's where it leads you to think like maybe it's it's you know in the next year or two they're going to have to make that decision on Dak because they could start over, draft a quarterback and then allow themselves to have these talented players around what could be one of the more talented quarterbacks coming out of the draft. It'd be interesting to see if Dallas would position themselves to do so if if they had a season that allowed them to be in that spot.
3: The defense seems to be if they hold their defense together, you know, we didn't mention Diggs. I mean, if they hold their defense together, Diggs, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be pre- what was that? What was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finley just walked by and it, and it kind of threw off my concentration. He made a hand gesture and I didn't really know what, what was, it was. What was he squeezing? Was that a that? tennis hand gesture? It, it was. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. I mean, stopped you dead in your tracks. I I I felt uncomfortable for two seconds. I I gotta regain myself, regain my Uh, composure here. Uh, Yeah, so I I just I've I've said the biggest question mark has been has been what you have going on on the offensive side. What do what do you have going on with your offensive line? You know, how is that going to to fare? What are you going to do as it applies to your your backfield? How is that going to play out? What are you going to do at your quarterback position? How is that going to play out? I was
1: going to mention something. It's almost – you almost wish that Mike McCarthy, like, if there was, like, another quarterback in the league who could be on the move that he's got a history with or something, you know, just wondering.
3: Didn't they end on bad terms, though?
1: what, What are you talking about? They were very friendly when they last saw each other.
3: I feel you know? like they ended on bad terms, yep. man. Almost like Aaron Rodgers was the reason why Mike McCarthy lost his job in Green Bay. Like, that's what I felt. That's a, what I took a from it. Super Bowl it. together. They definitely did, yeah. but I felt like the, the milk went bad at some point between them, though. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe you're right. I don't know.
1: I and mean, listen, we're, we're probably going to get some answers. It's a Tuesday uh, at some point on
3: the uh, Pat McAfee show starring A.J. Hawk. Oh, well, there you go. Whether, uh, Has his eyes readjusted to being in light now by now? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm curious. Has he adjusted to regular society by now? Has he reacclimated? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Okay. Starring A.J. Hawk. Nice. Just, just want to point that out. Hey, 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 Aaron, just tell him nothing. <laughs> nothing happened <laughs> just tell him nothing i'm good nothing happened we're all good here uh and by the way that's just... lb rap right there nothing happened and let me, we're just a couple of months away from uh aj
1: hawk's hopeful appearance on this show because he's going to break down the kentucky derby uh he's oh the, that's right it's uh, a kentucky
3: yeah. derby inside are we going uh are we going i would love to. i got business that's a good there. question i got business there would love Let's to go.
1: what date is the kentucky derby can you look that up lee uh just uh get some confirmation on that. Let's go. And usually first weekend in May. May sixth. May sixth. Uh let's okay. Go.
3: Right after Cinco de Mayo could be a problem. Just saying. Why? It just could be a problem. Let's do let's do Cinco de Mayo in Kentucky. Yeah. A lot of options out there. I mean I'm sure. we'd be doing Cinco de Mayo again on the sixth, too. <laughs> they do Cinco de Mayo at, at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> do they? Whoa. Oh. I mean, you go I mean, I, we if, if we went with Q, we would definitely be in a in a dope spot. So we wouldn't have to pay for the oh, drinks. I can confirm that. The derby's that.
2: on what a Saturday?
3: Yeah. Ooh. Uh-oh. Can't make it.
2: Uh,
3: we'll see. Can you make yeah. it? We'll oh, I, I put that together, okay? Well, you know.
2: No, you, no, can't... no. I I actually have class.
3: uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. On, what wow. was the topic for the conversation? <laughs> like? Let's get back on topic. Here we go. Bit is ruined.
1: Uh, all right. We are brought to you by Discover. Who it's a
3: segment ooh. by saying I'm going back to class? Right? We could talk about Just how, how, how
1: complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how at Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right. So coming up next. That works. Uh, uh, All right. So uh, coming up uh, next, we do have a potential of a major change of an entire sport. All right. So think about one sport in particular and everything you know could look completely different. And it could be happening very, very soon. We've got the details on that for you coming up next year on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the year. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up in about 20 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to put the focus on one moment in the world of sports above all else. It's yours 20 minutes from now here on FSR. Before we get to what could be a very different looking sport in general and league, I want to let you know we are brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business that's why linkedin jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free post your job for free at linkedin.com slash two pros terms and conditions apply obviously bad news for the lakers Uh, lebron james dealing with the foot issue i've seen it speculated he's going to get a bunch of opinions but he's going to miss an extended period of time i've seen plantar fascia tear which just sounds awful uh, as maybe being the potential injury that he's dealing with. But uh, not and not a good look for the Lakers who felt a little bit of momentum, and now LeBron James is dealing with injuries. So it's problematic for uh, for Laker fans
3: out there. The plantar if, fascia tear. If
2: he's out for a significant period of time, though, their postseason aspirations are over, right? Oh, gone. yeah, that's gone. it.
3: Gone. Yeah. They I mean, were gone with him, in.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I don't I mean, you could maybe make that case, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, here's the other oh, th- here's the other uh, thing that was thrown out. Eric Pincus, who covers the NBA for the Bleacher report. So they're working on trying to get this collective bargaining agreement done, getting the new CBA done. so there's no lockouts or anything like that. And one of the one of the things that's on the table is this target score for overtime games. And the thought is, quote, that that would prevent, Overlong broadcasts and overloading player minutes like the Clippers forward, Kawhi Leonard having to play 46 minutes in a double overtime game. So they're they're talking about and they've done this in the G League, I guess, where they set a target score. And that way, whoever gets to that score, I, I, I guess you just call the game right then and there. And that's that's how we're doing this now, as opposed to having, you know, extra overtimes and it's extending. It's kind of like the
2: Elam ending, right?
1: I, I I guess I it's, I don't it's know. roughly
2: similar to that that concept where you're basically playing to a number and so you're not incorporating time as much. And so it you know it, it, it should theoretically allow you to finish the game faster.
3: I mean, it feels a bit gimmicky. I don't know. It I, uh, sounds it. I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't. again,
2: I I just keep going back to this idea of load management. I mean, it's like maybe I'm wrong, but how many years has this, has it been since they increased? The amount of games in the regular season and in, in, in the NBA. Oh, it's It's been, it's been 82 for how long? For it's a long time.
3: A yeah, it's been a while. I mean,
2: oh. are we talking about like three decades here? Well, put it
1: this way. Michael Jordan's last year with the Wizards, he played all 82 games.
2: Well, okay, was... but that, that was like, what, 2000? Yeah, so like
1: that's like t- yeah. we're talking tw- at least 20-something years it's right. been
3: at this schedule. So it's been a long time and it just now feels like all of a sudden it's an issue for guys and an issue for players well it's because guys pay more attention to
2: their bodies and okay. have more of a voice okay. and the nb the 82 game season's been in place since the 66 68 season
1: oh that was like a, just a short
3: time ago no big deal i just think okay, so the mentalities have changed
2: other players that's what's changed the mentality i think there's that i think there's the the lack of Apparently not wanting to play your bench or not wanting to have a bench that's capable of being able to play significant minutes every night in games. I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Like why you've seen such a push for load management, everything else that's being set up there. This isn't the NFL that I think at one point was that what, 14 games, whatever it was, or, you know, at 12 at one point that it goes to 16, 17 now you got an additional you know game that, that teams are playing in the playoffs because you only got one bye. I mean, th- there you're getting into the conversation of saying, okay, do you need an addis- additional buy to help out players recover? This has been this way forever. So someone help me understand, like, what's wrong with playing your bench players more? Just because you don't feel like it g- gives you a good of an advantage. I mean, I-, I just I have such an issue with this, and I, and I don't really understand. It seems like nowadays. Fans, especially younger generations they 're okay with it. Dude. you know like they they, they, they can under, understand it and i 'm like, I came from the days where you played triple headers in basketball back to back to back as a young kid you 're dog tired by the end of the day, but that 's just what you did it 's what a lot of these players did, I assume growing up so i 'm not sure and then they grew up watching Jordan they grew up watching some of these older guys. I'm not sure when that mentality changed.
1: Let me ask you guys this. When the as, nerds as, got involved in sports, that's when. Yeah. Mm. Geeks ruin everything. Mm. It's a problem. Cancel culture is coming it's, for you. So, be huh? <laughs> careful, Berto. Yeah. Um, don't, don't attack the geeks. Man. As former NFL players, because this is the what people on the outside who don't play would say, but kind of get scoffed at and said, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Do NBA players feel entitled? More
3: entitled well, than. Well, we've always thought NBA players were entitled. But it's gotten worse, Divas. though. Um, It feels like it's gotten worse. Well, there's just it's just handled. Things are handled much differently these days. Like, yeah, it's 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 different. You know, it's it's. I want to go back to Q's point about benches because he mentioned it in football too, and that's been a theme on the show today. I have never understood why when you're talking about benches it It is a derogatory term of sorts. It's a, a inadequacy. It's a drawback. It's a setback. it's it's you know it's a difference i I always I have always felt this. I've never really spoke about it, but since you drove it home today i'm I'm like, why why is it that if you're putting together a a team, a roster? And it's in the 50s. What, what is it now? 50 what? 53. 53. 50, it's still 53? Yeah. It's still 53. I thought they, oh, they added to the practice squad. Right. It's, okay. So you have a 53-man roster with a practice squad. And you have how many percentage of college players that make it into the National Football League? It's like what? 1%? 1%, something like that. Okay. How do you not have a player that's just as good as your starter on the bench? How do you not have a a guy that should be a starter, could be a starter, would start, but is on your team as a backup? How is that not the case when you have so many different qualified, capable players that come from the college ranks? It just – it – it has always been something that has bothered me. It's like, oh, they have three starters out this week. But aren't there backups professionals too? Like, I, it, it, it's always been like that's a qualifier, but you don't – it's a backup. Like, shouldn't backups be – because to me, this is, this is what I used to feel when I played. This is why I say this. When I played, there were times where I was a backup. When I was a backup, you know what my mentality was? I'm one opportunity away from being a starter. I am one opportunity away from being a starter. And that was my mindset over and over. I repeated that self, uh, repeated that to myself over and over again. When I became a starter, you know what my mindset was? These backups are one play away from taking my job. Right. They are one play away from taking my job. And I ran that through my head. Make sure you stay ahead. Make sure you need do what you need to do. Stay in shape. Like, know your plays. Da-da-da. this time, Because you are one mistake away. You're one play away. You're one injury away from a backup taking your job. And these dudes are just willingly, hey, Go ahead, take my job. <laughs> go ahead, get you some. Go ahead, get you some time in. Like, get you some plays. Like, like go. Hey, I'm gonna take a. I'm not only going to take a a, a a quarter off. I'm I'm gonna take a game off. I'm like, I'm gonna take a half off. Like, go ahead. Go like if you can do it. Go ahead, you got it. Like, I just never. I'm not the one to allow someone to create a conversation or a narrative where you would say. We could get rid of him because this guy can do it and he's doing it for far less than what this guy's doing it for. I've just never been that guy and I don't understand how load management says to me, you could care less about if you keep your job or not. That's what it says to me. Or you're so entitled, you're so entitled that you truly believe that the people that are taking that load management, that load for you while you're being managed, aren't good enough to beat you out which I think is that's that's delusional if you ask me that's delusional it's guarantee contracts that's no, what it is no incentive that's what it is but then that but then now you got to question the heart and the the, the the desire of what these guys are bringing to the table to me that tells me all I need to know if you're a low management guy you're you're lightweight telling me the type of player, kind of the type of person you are. Like that's what you are. You're a low management guy. I
1: but don't know. If, but if you speak out on it like Charles Barkley, if, if anybody would know, it's like when you hear those guys on TNT talk about this stuff and Barkley's been as critical as anybody saying, look, you guys fly private, you you make how much money a year, you can't play basketball 3 4 days a week. You, like he do, he doesn't understand and but it, like if you you have that opinion, it's immediately, well, you're an old head. that that that, that's an that's an antiquated thought that's that's back in the day that that would apply you're not you're not thinking about the modern day athlete it's like well if i mean if he wouldn't know who the hell else would know and and they didn't have all the benefits that these guys have back when he was playing you ever seen some of the old footage from like the 80s or the 90s like some of the shoes they were playing in yes like converse yes like they were they were running playing eighty two games in Converse in a more physical style, playing you know seven game series. Like did uh, you
3: know that Michael Jordan hurt his foot his rookie year? Yeah, he broke it or yeah. something. Or second year, yeah, he played like six games. games his first like or that. second, yeah. yeah, he suffered an injury, but probably because of the sneakers. To be honest, I mean, surprise sneakers. Sneakers was like like you wear them Jordan ones. Like it's like dang, you hooping these. I used to watch Rasheed Wallace. He used to wear the Air Force Ones. I'd be like, "He's a gangster Doc, because those are not the most comfortable shoes. You don't, you know how they say it, Air Nike Air. You want to feel that like little cushion? You don't feel that in A ones. You don't feel it in those. What about Reebok pumps? You Feel it in those? No. I don't remember. No, you don't. No, oh, okay. I don't remember. <clears throat> no. Just curious. I know I had some Converse. I had the Larry Johnson Grandma Mom Converse. Yeah, I, I enjoyed them. And they. they... I had
2: the, uh, the Iversons. They yeah. were heavy for Reeboks, but man, they were that traction. You, you, it would, it would stop you dead. I mean, if you wanted to like put the brakes on, you could.
3: Mm. Yeah, I just, I cool. don't know, man. I, I just that I'm, I'm just glad we had a, a. I had Q sitting here driving home this backups type of deal you should like I, I i can recall shots out to to malik and and fig and all those guys at premium um local group that does seven on seven what up, and Fig? works with a lot of the local talent and what know, up Fig? give kids a opportunity to really, yeah make it to the next level and you know in that and all that stuff but they they always say when they're playing seven on seven they don't have starters like they're like, all right, we're gonna do this. There's this famous clip where it was like, all right, we're gonna play overtime, da da da. It was ground zero versus premium, da da da. Yeah, starters go first. We don't have starters. <laughs> we don't have starters. Like we don't have starters. Everybody, every it's just who goes first. <laughs> like it's a matter who goes first, who's in there, and who finishes. We don't even they don't even announce that they have starters. Like it's not that you're a starter. You're just going first. Like to me, People got to get back to a mentality of it's not about a starter; it's about you're just going first. Now there's a few Patrick Mahomes, couple guys. There's a few where there that's your starter. Yeah. But for the most part, even with that being said, I'm one play away. If Pat Mahomes goes down, which he has gone down, I'm one play away. If I could get in here, look at what Henny did. Look at the look at the value he brought to himself when when Pat Mahomes went down. You're one play away, and I just think that this whole. This whole idea of, of load management is kind of wild to me, man. All right, it's so coming up next, we are going to have our progressive play of the day. Plus,
1: apparently, all of the dirt is starting to come out on somebody in the NFL as they are trying to get a deal done. We'll have that for you, the latest on it for you right here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Sweet Jonas Knox with the air. If you missed any of this program, you can check out the podcast Come at foxsportsradio.com. Home, It'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. We'll be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. It's a Wednesday. We're going to have... Our midweek awards. The old P Petros Papadakis is going to stop by. We got the BQ News. Always a fun listen on a Wednesday. So make sure you're here at 6 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow from the tirerack.com studios. But right now it is time for the progressive play of the day.
2: Jimmy with the rock. Right wing. Tucker in front. He spins off him. Scoops in reverse. Got it to go. The kick. From Jimmy Butler, the former Sixer, makes it hurt inside.
3: That is the... <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, that's a tad bit dramatic. <laughs> that is uh,
1: <laughs> the right. Heat Radio Network on the call. That is the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. Got they it. help you bundle your home and car insurance <laughs> together so you can <laughs> <laughs> save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. <laughs> So uh <laughs> another <laughs> <laughs> What
3: do you <he> say, Berto? Dad <laughs> dang, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> that's that's uh, quite an impact. Jimmy he had Butler. quite an impact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so another day and another report on Dan Snyder and the uh, Washington Commandos. Um <laughs> Apparently, Dan Snyder committed some bank fraud in securing a fifty five million dollar loan without board approval and uh, that the NFL made it go away somehow. And now there's a federal grand jury looking into it. Uh, That is the latest from uh, uh, Don Moneta, who covers this for the uh, for ESPN, who's been I mean, whenever they have a big story or anything like that, I feel like this has been a multiple story. job uh, process for him at ESPN because he's done a bunch of these reports on Dan Snyder but it just feels like that's another layer to people trying to force the issue and force the issue and now you got owners out there who feel like they're pissed off that Dan Snyder is threatening that he's going to uh, file, you know, sue somebody if, if he's forced to sell his team and heads are going to roll. It Just every single day. Why is this now heating up? Is it because uh, you've got the new season right around the corner and they want some answers? But it feels like every day there's a new report about Dan Snyder either selling the team or not selling the team or doing something illegal and, and whether or not he should be forced to sell the team. What gives with this
3: crap? Every day there's something with Dan Snyder. What's this about? Go, ahead, You got it, Q. I mean, are they just... Go- <laughs> what? Well, I have this. <laughs> come on. Because I'm a hater, if I say anything.
2: I've been telling y'all this I mean, for you're years. You're the with the experience there. I, I, just, uh, and I don't know why Jonas want to go to this topic. with well, no, one minute left. Just, it just came out. This
3: article yeah. just came it out. It did just come out. And, and, it did. And, 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 oh, you know you what? we got time to
2: break it down. We
3: could break it down in less than one minute. Yeah. That's Dan Snyder's history. Like, that's... that's Like, expect the unexpected... To be expected with Dan Snyder. Expect the unexpected to be expected. It's the time of
2: year where we shed light on this in the NFL. Very much so. When the games are being played, we don't want to talk about this stuff. Once the games are being played, we talk about the business of football. And we talk about all the things outside of it. And this being one of those that I, I think a lot of the owners want to see a new owner, you know, get a chance to be a part of their group. And see what they can do with the franchise. That's in a great part of the country with a great historic fan base, and um, obviously is in close proximity historic. to a lot of powers historic. that be.
3: <laughs> it's so, historic. yeah, it could be de- it could be generating them so much more money. That's right. a franchise that yeah, it's a major market. They could be generating so much more as owners if that is being handled differently. Do you think you're going to be called to testify at all? No. You you don't think so? I mean, I don't think so. You would be a key witness uh, to all this dysfunction there? No, I don't think think so. so, Why not? I don't know. What about RG3? Maybe. Maybe Oh, it'd be in his book.
0: (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.